working with tourists is such an interesting profession because they're in their best spot you know they're on vacation they're having a good time all the time so when i go up to work and i deal with those people it's so nice and refreshing because they're like oh yeah life is a good thing it's kind of a good reminder about that hello and welcome to the low season a podcast about tour guides navigating a pandemic I am Wouter Bernhardt, a tour guide in Berlin, and for this episode I spoke with Susan Grouchy. No, it's just Susan Grouchy. No, it's Susan Grouchy. Susan has been a tour guide for five years and originally hailing from Canada. And my visa is kind of in limbo. Susan is a professional archaeologist, but recently finished a second master's in World Heritage Studies. After handing in her thesis, she decided to go back into full-time guiding in January. It's an early retirement without a pension plan. This is all I wanted in life. And because of hashtag social distancing, I gave Susan a good old phone call. Hello. Hello. Hi. This is Miss Grouchy. It is Mr. Wouter. <laughs> Hello, Susan. How's it going? Uh, pretty chilled. Just had some pasta, um, having some tea. That's it. Oh, that's good. I was going to make a cup of tea and then I forgot. What happened? Um, I don't know. I started watching puppy training videos and then I went down a YouTube hole. Is this something you find happens more often to you these days? Um, probably. I think time gets away from me a lot easier. <laughs> time. It's a relative concept, isn't it? Oh, it so is. Um, how are you doing? I am uh, all right. I'm, I'm nowadays having lots of chats with people, uh, seeing what they're up to, what, what their situations are like, and um, if they have any uh, interesting things to tell me. Well, that's uh, what your job as a researcher and question asker is, right? That is kind of my job. It kind of is. Hey, um, to start things off, um, immediately lots of fun. You were supposed to do something very different today instead of talking to me. I was. Tell me, could you maybe explain your situation a little bit and explain what it was that you were supposed to be doing? Yeah, at 11 a.m. this morning, I was supposed to be sitting in the Auslander Bohoda office in Berlin getting my two-year visa renewal. So needless to say, they canceled that appointment uh, one week ago and encouraged me to fill out an online form to extend my visa as long as I have this type of form thing with my visa, apparently, um, and then they're going to reschedule the appointment, but they haven't told us how or when um, or anything. So until then, my visa is kind of in limbo, as we say. <laughs> Where are you originally from, uh, Susan? Canada. Where are you from specifically? Um, just outside Toronto. Okay. And and, and you, your parents, how, how are they, what, what are they up to? Um, they're good. They're both retired. So, I mean, they're kind of used to staying at home and doing nothing. <laughs> Fair, fair enough. Where I feel like many people have told me that we this is actually what retirement feels like, what we're going through right now. It's a, oh, early retirement without a pension plan. This is all I wanted in life. Most most of us tour guides, they, we are actually not from Germany, from, from Berlin. Do you feel now specifically it's kind of annoying that you cannot be at home? Um, I've, I've always been kind of detached from my home not in like a bad way but I you know I don't get homesick I'm not one that really longs for that so being away doesn't really affect me in that way um, but especially I think during these hard times and you know as my parents get older it would be nice to be closer to be there just for that kind of comfort or um, 
I don't know, routine, could like kind of comfort, I guess. Yeah, no, I can imagine. What what is your what is your routine look like right now? <laughs> well, it's been better this week, but things are kind of changing because I'm actually not in Berlin right now. I'm in Bavaria. Um, when kind of everything started to hit, I came down here after they canceled work indefinitely to be with my boyfriend because he lives alone and I had roommates and everything. So I was like, you know what, let me come down there. I don't know when I'll be able to see you next. So came down here and now pretty much stuck down here for the last three weeks. So it's hard enough to not be in my own space, but, uh, we also moved house on Sunday. So he had to change apartments. So we did that fun thing in a pandemic. <laughs> uh, how how does how does moving in with the <laughs> pandemic work? Uh, like, do you have movers um, and friends helping you, or what, how does it work? Yeah, no, we rented a truck. Like, he doesn't have so much stuff, but you know, couch, washing machine, heavy stuff. So, it was me, him, and he had a one friend come help. And then we wore like masks and gloves and tried to be like, we're not more than two people. We promise. <laughs> so it was pretty fun, but it was nice to kind of get settled in this new place. And, and we have this huge balcony now, which is better to kind of just stand outside in the sun in. So how long have you and your boyfriend been together? Um, a year and a half now. And and has there been ever any chats about moving together already? I think it's getting a lot more real now that I'm down here. Um, but I'm still undecided if I want to leave Berlin, but let's say my job prospects don't become fruitful over there, then maybe it's more likely that I stay down here at this point in time. It is uh, interesting because, um, like moving in with somebody, even if you don't know exactly for how long it will be, but it's, it's normally quite an exciting time, right? I mean, you're sort of being together all the time. You're sort of waking up and going to bed with each other every day. You're sort of having to spend um, way more time with each other. But I, I can imagine it's also just strange times to do it uh, now. I mean, it's the first time for us to be... Um, I guess, in this close proximity with each other ever. So this is also kind of an experiment on that level. But again, like the extenuating circumstances of moving in with a partner, usually you both go to work and then you come home and see each other in the evenings. But we're kind of like, hi, we're in the same apartment and he's working. I don't really have a task to do. So that's kind of challenging. Yeah, I could imagine. Is there is there any way or, or like things that keep you busy do you try to chill a little bit do you really go out and look for jobs as you were saying or what what, what does your day look like yeah like I, I wake up probably at like 9 a.m or so you know quite late he gets up early to go to work or like to go into his computer um and then i you know, eat breakfast have my coffee very leisurely read the news for a while like go on my phone check social media and then I try to read, actually. And then it's seven in the evening. Yeah, exactly. Then everything's done. No. I've started reading again now that we have this nice balcony and it's been like 20 degrees outside. So I try to go read outside. And Other than that, then I don't turn on Netflix till the afternoon. This is my rule. Like, obviously, you f you figured there's not going to be any work anytime soon. So you went down to Bavaria. Um do you have any do you have any idea of whether or when you're going to be returning back to some sort of tour guiding work? Uh, um, that's I think on the question of everybody's minds right now. <laughs> but I think we could hope for the summer, 
as in let's say June at the earliest, but I would say probably even July. Um, and then, and even then, as I've said, since this whole thing hit, like, I don't think people are going to be traveling. No one's going to be comfortable. If people aren't working, they're not going to have money to travel. So it's unlikely that we're going to have the amount of work that we're used to probably until next summer again. Yeah. Yeah. And then what? <laughs> and then what? I, I mean, I finished my uh, thesis for my master's program in December. So in January, I decided I would go back to guiding full time. And then I was already kind of thinking maybe I do something else now that I have this other degree. So in my back, in the back of my mind, I was always like tour guiding will be a, a, a temporary thing until I find a job that I really want to do. And so I've kind of been applying intermittently for jobs that come along that I find interesting so that's kind of motivating in some way. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to maybe find something, but I still like tour guiding. I still intend to do it. So what do you, what do you like about it? What, what are the things that you now miss about being a tour guide? Walking around outside all the time, <laughs> just meeting people. I think like laughing with other people other than my partner every day, you know, like having kind of social interactions, um, and just kind of seeing, like, I think working with tourists is such an interesting profession because they're in their best spot. You know, they're on vacation. They're having a good time all the time. So when I go up to work and I deal with those people, it's so nice and refreshing because they're like, oh, yeah, life is a good thing. It's kind of a good reminder about that. Yeah, I get that. That sort of holiday, the holiday spirit that these people have, it sort of spills over in your day-to-day -day world. Exactly. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, it's uh, it's a pretty pretty good job we were <laughs> we had. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it was nice because it still felt you know you'd go to work for maybe three four hours, you know maybe six hours at the most, depending on how long the tour was, and you still had most of the day the day to do your errands or to you know listen to that podcast or do something creative. So now it feels like an extended version of that without that like three hour shift in between, which gave your day some sort of structure, I think. Well, I, I also feel like you, you just completed your master's, you were tour guiding and now both of these things are not happening. Um, yeah. So I feel like there's maybe for the first time in a long time, you are going to have to figure out what it is actually that you want to do. God, I've been trying to figure that out for the last 30 years. I know. I know. Haven't we all? Haven't we all? <laughs> but these, these things these things change, you know? They they change constantly. And I think for many people, it's also a moment of trying to reconnect again to those things that are important to us. You know, it's so easy to just keep on going with something that is easy. Like tour guiding has been easy for a lot of us. Very, very easy, myself included. Um, not to mention that I really enjoy doing it, but it's also, I think, a interesting moment to think a lot about what else, what else is there, you know, what, what, what possibilities do we have? Yeah, and I think that's sort of something that I've been trying to do for the last, let's say, three months, you know, since January. I was trying to find out what jobs I could apply for, what I might be qualified to do, and I've come to the stark realization that having never really worked in an office for you know, the last for 10 years, let's say, I'm quite unqualified to do a lot of things, or they always want someone with more experience than, you know, someone tour guiding does, even though I have degrees to back my name up and everything, it's quite difficult to try to translate that into a more traditional job opportunity. 
do you feel like um, your sort of the the options that you still had, all the options were open when you were eighteen, nineteen, are sort of not there entirely anymore? Um, yes and no. I've never really thought about it kind of uh, seriously, I guess, until now. And maybe last year, my mom said something to me that, that kind of set this seed in my mind, where she's like, "Oh, you know, Susan, you've lost ten good working years." And by that, she meant like 10 years of paying into a pension plan, 10 years of experience, 10 years of doing all these things that, you know, I didn't do outside of university because instead I was following my passion, being an archaeologist and going to school and moving to Berlin, <laughs> doing all these things that I think have made my life fulfilled, but in the long run might not be so useful. Yeah, I, I guess I guess a lot of us are sort of struggling with that. I mean, I've only recently started to save up some money and it's, it's kind of like it's kind of horrible because if i didn't save that money i would have absolutely nothing now but that money was also supposed to go into some sort of a pension plan or whatever it was <laughs> and that's not just evaporated in front of my eyes it's like well that future voucher is gonna have to deal with that later i'm gonna have to deal with current voucher at the moment you know um, <laughs> well that's what savings are for yeah i guess we so. are in retirement so it's fine right no but it, yeah i don't know it's it's interesting it's an interesting time and um yeah, we all are thinking a little bit about what's next, but but also uh, what's now. You know, not just just what's next. What what is happening now around us? How are people doing? You just moved into this place. You're 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 with your man. You're figuring this Nuremberg stuff out, Bavaria stuff out, and uh, you know you'll you'll make it work. Exactly, and I think at this point it's kind of a nice push to to be here because I think I, I was really struggling if I wanted to leave Berlin or if this was, you know, do I want to move in with him or do I want to go to the next level? And so it's kind of a nice little trial period without feeling like I'm losing out on something in Berlin at the moment. Yeah, I get that. I get that. What are you, what are you up for? What, what are you, what are your plans for the rest of the day? What are you, what are you doing? Um, well, I think go for a walk or a run or something like that. Is it also so beautiful over there? Yeah, it's just gorgeous, like 23 degrees here today, I think. So, yeah. Um, and then I will probably continue watching like puppy videos on YouTube because on Thursday evening, like my boyfriend again had already uh, like for months now has been planning to get a puppy and it's ready to you know be picked up and taken now um on thursday so we're going to pick up a puppy so we're going to add that to our daily routine so how did you only save this for the last of the conversation <laughs> this, this is the most important one. thing that's this is the most important thing happening in your life i mean screw the visa thing you're getting a puppy <laughs> well he's getting a puppy i'm just here for the fun but i guess technically i'll help it'll be sort of my puppy too so that'll be nice and scary I'd love to be able to speak with you at some later point and get some puppy time on the, the airwaves as well. Uh, see how you're doing and figuring out if everything is all right, if that's okay with you. Of course. Yeah. Got to check in and hey, it gives me someone else to talk to. So yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with me, Susan. Um, I hope things will work out with the visa rather sooner than later. Yeah, we'll see. And, um, Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Thanks for the call, Voucher. Have fun. Ciao, ciao. Bye. That was Susan Grouchy, a Canadian in limbo, but with a puppy. 
So when conducting these interviews, another theme that came up in many, many conversations was, of course, living together. COVID-19 has forced many couples to sort of fast forward in their relationships, figuring that being together is much, much more pleasant than quarantining by yourself. But what if you're not ready for such a step? What if you're still figuring each other out? I really enjoyed the spontaneity with which Susan jumped onto the train to Bavaria with no real certainty if she would be coming back again, with no other thoughts than to be with the person that she loves. We'll be hearing from other couples in future episodes and we'll talk more about how they're dealing with having a new roomie. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have enjoyed this conversation of the low season, do let me know. And if you want to get in contact, for example, because you want to share your own story or you think somebody else might be perfect for a chat, shoot me an email at thelowseasonpodcast at gmail.com. The Low Season will be a daily beast with new episodes published every day, Monday to Friday. Though we can't get up close, we'll definitely be getting personal. Music is by Mark Schilders, artwork by Sergio Membrias, Georgia Riungus keeping the world turning, and of course, a massive thanks to all the people that shared their stories with me over the past week. It really moved me that so many of you reacted positively to my invitation for a chat. Here is to many, many more. All right, that's it. Speak soon, my friends.